Hi, I'm Chelsea, the Christian Nutritionist. Welcome to the Christian Health Club podcast. We are here to fire you up in spirit, mind, and body so that you can get out into the world and be everything God created you to be. Welcome to the club. Here we go. Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the club. How are you today? I'm so excited because I'm super girl fanning on our guest today. I have been following Cassie of Fed and Fit for years on social media. I love her recipes. I've recommended her cookbook, Cook Once, Eat All Week. Um, in fact, you might remember it was on my annual Christmas gift guide a few years ago. And I know a lot of people in the Christian Health Club have it and use it and love it and now she has a new cookbook called cook once dinner fix and it's all about making dinner delicious but easier and saving time and energy in the kitchen and i love that and everything i've made so far has been a hit with my family and so i <laughs> i really love that um and all of the meals are gluten-free friendly have dairy-free and low-carb modifications, you know, that you can figure out, but they're not complicated. Y'all, I just got rid of a bunch of cookbooks that were just too involved because I ain't got time for that, but that's what I appreciate so much about Cassie's recipes. It's like she knows we're busy or something, <laughs> and I know she's super busy with her family and creating all of these delicious meals, and so that was what we're going to talk about today. Welcome, Cassie Joy Garcia to the Christian Health Club podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Chelsea. So cool. Okay. So you live in San Antonio, right? I do. Yes. Okay. I think okay. we sh we share a state, don't we? We share a state. And it's like we're practically neighbors, even though I live uh, two and a half hours from San Antonio. You know, in Texas perspective, that's like neighbors practically. So essentially, <laughs> yeah, essentially, I'm originally from Houston, but um, I married, you know, a lot of the reasons we ladies move is to follow our men. And I, <laughs> I followed a man out into the country. Um, and my husband's a grass fed cattle rancher. And so I moved from Houston to Sonora, which is about two and a half hours west of San Antonio. Like if you got on I-10 and drove for two and a half hours, you would just run right into me practically. Um, so I'm not that far from you. Oh my gosh. Well, I married a man from West Texas. So did got, you? I did. He's from San Angelo. Shut up. <laughs> yes. And that cattle ranching world is pretty small. So I bet we've got some friends in common. <gasps> Okay, well, see, San Angelo is where I go when I go to the quote-unquote big city to, to go to HEB and do my grocery shopping. It's an hour. It. It's an hour away from me, an hour north. So I live in Sonora, but um, it's an that's the biggest town close to me, I guess the big the closest big city. Um, that is so funny. We're gonna have to talk and figure this out later if we have some connections. But if I'm gonna go to the big big city. San Antonio is where I go. Like if I'm going to Costco, you yes. know. Um, so that's pretty funny. Where do you do your most of your grocery shopping? Well, you know, the uh, pandemic forever changed my grocery shopping habits. I do a lot of online grocery ordering still. Is that terrible, Chelsea? No. I it's great. 
<laughs> I it was one of those things where I was like, yeah, I got I started budgeting for it because of course it's more expensive. Uh, but I started budgeting for it and then I didn't unbudget for it. And then I thought, gosh, it's just so nice to have that time instead of going, you know, I could spend it with my girls, for example, instead of going to the store, but mostly H-E-B. H-E-B is my probably number one go-to. We have a Sprouts that's nearby. And then when I'm really looking to treat myself, I will go the, it's, it sounds silly telling you that I'll drive a little further, <laughs> but I'll drive a little further to Whole Foods or Trader Joe's for just some fun shopping experience. No, I've got you. Cause when you live in the, the big city, I mean, when you're dealing with traffic and such, it can, it can be kind of a trek over to yeah. those kinds of things for sure. Well, I know when I, yeah, definitely when I come to San Antonio, I go to Costco, I go to Trader Joe's. Um, and sometimes I still go to H-E-B, even though I can I go here. I just love H-E-B. <laughs> <laughs> it's a place to go. Um, well, that's, that's cool. Um, I, I can't even imagine, I was thinking of this, like looking through your cookbook and cooking and stuff, like what your kitchen looks like when you're trying to create and test recipes. It's a mess. Because <laughs> <laughs> it would be like a bomb went off in my kitchen if I was doing that. What? What is that process like for you? Where do you get the inspiration for your recipes? And then how do you go about testing them? Oh, my gosh. I literally, I think I've said at the at the end of every big testing day, and I like to batch my work. That's just how I tend to do better. It's kind of like I think that people, how they approach work is kind of how they might approach laundry. Are you a do a load a, a day kind of laundry person? Or are you a I'm going to do it all on Saturday kind of laundry person? Right. And I tend to be the latter, and the same is for uh, recipe development. And at the end of a long day, I just look at my kitchen and I say, I think it might be better and easier if we just burned this house down and built a new <laughs> one. <laughs> so terrible. Um, recipe development, you know, it really, it starts with pen and paper. And it's actually probably the most fun part of the process for me. Is when I get to sit down, I start by building an outline for a book, for example, of the chapters I want. And then I just get to see what puzzle pieces fall into place. And it's, I usually, before, now we have a, Fed and Fit has an office and it's so fun and just such a blessing to be here in this space. But when I've written all of my books, including this one, we didn't have the space yet. So I would usually escape from the house so I could really focus, go sit in a public library or a coffee shop and spend some time just scrolling through Pinterest of all things to see like, what dishes look so intriguing, you know, and what flavors am I really craving? Um, and then I just kind of start with and see what inspiration might just sparkle uh, or start to spark in my mind and then just fill in the blanks. I think that when I recipe develop, especially I've been doing this now for 10 years as recipe developer, which sounds much fancier than it feels because I think that there's this tendency as recipe developers mature into their career to guess, gosh, how do I put this? Um, make their recipes more complicated, right? Advance the skill level as their career has advanced. And I find myself working the opposite direction because now the more that I know in a kitchen, the more I know about braising meat or roasting a chicken and things like that, the more I want to simplify that process because the better I can look at a method and say, 
you don't really need to do these three steps and I'll delete them. And so I find that my recipe development processes start with a flavor profile, some featured ingredients, and then how do we make this method as simple as possible? Because I'm thinking about my, I'm thinking about myself, but I'm thinking about the reader, the cook, who's had a long day, it's 4.30 and they're like, oh gosh, here we go. Now I'm gonna make dinner. I really hope it's kind to me. <laughs> right? Oh my gosh. I that's awesome. I um yeah, maybe also it might have something to do with the the more kids you have, you might <laughs> <laughs> That's true. What right. is it? What is it about that 5 o'clock hour is when they really need you the most? And right. it overlaps with when you have boiling water and sizzling things in pans. Right. Everything starts falling apart. The the witching hour is that yes. time. You are actually right now you are pregnant right now, correct? I am. Yes, I feel very pregnant right now. <laughs> I mean, the I actually today is first day of my third trimester, and it feels like a really fun milestone. This is baby number three. She feels like she'll be here so soon. Oh my goodness! Well, yes, and the more kids you have, and the more you probably want to simplify your recipes just for yourself. So yes. Um, we all appreciate that about this. <laughs> um, well, okay. So how is the, this is funny because, um, you know, I've been sharing in my community that I've been, um, using the cookbook and I told my best friend, I was like, oh my gosh, guess what? I get to interview Cassie Joy. And, um, I was telling her about the cookbook and she's like, well, what's different about this one from cook once eat all week. And then somebody in my community asked the exact same question. I'm like, that's a great question. I'm that's, I will ask her that and let her answer that. So tell us what is different about this cookbook than cook once eat all week, which I know so many people love. So tell us about that. Oh my gosh. I love this question. It's a great one. Okay, so, and I, I have to apologize, Chelsea slash uh, listeners, I have the gift of gabs, so my stories become unabridged real fast. So when I wanted to develop Cook One's Dinner Fix, I actually wrote Cook One's Eat All Week thinking, there we go, like I dusted my hands off. I'm done. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> I did it. I solved it. Every book I write, now that I've written three, I, I throw my all into it as if I'm never going to write another one is really my heart. And what became clear, though, is that while folks really loved Cook Once, Eat All Week, there were some definite missing pieces to it. And it became clear that my work wasn't done, actually. I didn't actually solve dinner yet. <laughs> I hadn't solved this problem that I'd set out to. And so some of the biggest wishes that were coming through from people who were really genuinely using Cook Once, Eat All Week were things like, I wish there were side dishes. You know, I really wish that some of these were complete meals because if you're familiar with the book, you know that there, for example, it's a there's a stuffed buffalo chicken avocado and that's it. And I've had a couple of people write in saying, this is delicious, but what do I serve it with? My response and my first reaction was, gosh, I don't know, whatever you've got on hand, <laughs> <laughs> which is not helpful. That's not a helpful response on my behalf. And so... Uh, you know, that was definitely a need. Another wish that had come through were folks who, as I think the meal prepping crowd, the people who were used to cooking a bunch on a weekend in advance, they really liked this method because it slimmed down the amount of time that they had to meal prep. 
um, took the guesswork out of it, the planning out of it, the shopping list development out of it. And the meal prep was around two hours on a weekend, but that was a required pre-prep period before the three meals came together. And there was a big request of people who don't even want to put those two hours in. You know, how is there a way to eliminate the prep day? And so that was a really great challenge. And then another one that had come through, there were four main ones. The third one was that cookwins eat all week. The way that it works, if you're new to the concept, is that you batch cook in advance on that prep day a big protein, a big veggie and a big starch, some sort of a veggie-based starch in most cases. So let's say it's chicken, broccoli, and sweet potatoes. And then we mix and match these already cooked components across three big dinners throughout your week. And instead of cooking a fresh dinner, you're assembling dinner in a bunch of different flavors. And there are folks who said, well, this is great. I appreciate that it's saving me time, but I, if I have to eat chicken and broccoli and sweet potato one more time, I'm, I'm going to lose it. And so they wanted more uh, ingredient variety. And then the last request that had come through was for seafood dishes to incorporate in their week and their plan, and then also vegetarian dishes. And so I took all of that and just really tried to put uh, my head together with the team here at Fed and Fit. And I think that what we came up with, what, what started to become clear, Chelsea, was that the concept that I, that's in Cook Once Dinner Fix is actually how I have, how I cook in my own home. This is how I've been cooking in my own home for a very long time. And it's one of those things, I don't know why I never really thought to share it as a formula. It's just one of those things I just kind of intuitively have put together is how do I make dinner tonight make tomorrow's dinner a little bit easier. And so Cook Once Dinner Fix, to answer all of that mail, they're complete meals with sides. So if there's a beautiful brisket, uh, for example, in this dish, or a roasted chicken, or just or even just ground beef with vegetables, I'm also including a suggested side dish with it that's already in the ingredient list and already in the instructions so you know when to put on the rice or you know when to put the potatoes in the oven, for example. So all of that is in there. As a holistic nutritionist, I'm not saying that these are all going to be the most... Um, Gosh, what would my mother-in-law from San Angelo, she likes to use the word dietetic. Uh, she's like, are these dietetic recipes? <laughs> and um, they, I'm not going to say that. You can kind of choose your own adventure. I want you to be able to choose the right dishes for you. But just know that they were built from the brain of someone who's looking at how do I balance this plate out in terms of micro and macronutrients. And then, uh, so we've got that in there. There are two dinners instead of three and that's so that you can choose, let's say if you're looking at your week and you wanna make four home-cooked dinners this week, you can choose a dinner series from let's say poultry and a dinner series maybe from the seafood section and then overlap them. You know, you will go poultry, seafood, poultry, seafood throughout the week. So you've got some variety, less food boredom in there. The prep day's eliminated. We actually prep while you cook meal number one. And then, uh, and then I did include a seafood and a vegetarian chapter, which I honestly was dreading, but they turned out to be some of my favorite chapters in the book. They're really lovely. I, you know, I love that. I read in the, um, in the introduction that you said this cookbook is the most you. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming that's what you mean. That's, that's kind of how you were intuitively cooking anyway, right? 
Yes, exactly. I'm not a meal prepper. I just, I don't know what it is. I resist a system like that. But <laughs> on, a, on a weekend, I really like to rest and restore and chase our girls around. And instead, what I'll do is when I'm making dinner, let's say on Monday night, if I'm going to do a roasted chicken and some vegetables, I throw an extra chicken in the oven that I do not plan on eating tonight, but the effort is just the same. It fits on the pan, I'm dirtying the same amount of dishes, I'm seasoning it exactly the same way, and then I store that already roasted chicken, and two days later, I shred the meat and turn it into an Asian chicken dish. And so that's what I have been doing for so long, and what I found is that this is, an, in a lot of ways, the answer I think that a lot of folks have been looking for to make dinner a little bit easier. I'm the exact same way. When I read that, I was like, this this cookbook is the most me too. <laughs> That's exactly how I like to cook is, and that, you know, I'm always like, make, basically make extra protein, everybody. I mean, that's like been my, the only tip I could come up with because I don't meal plan. You know, I'm not a, a natural meal planner, um, but I'm like, gosh, if you make extra protein and you have that to start with, then you are so ahead of the game. Um, but your, your cookbook just helps because now I know what to do with it. Because I would go into it, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna make extra ground beef or extra chicken. I don't have a plan for it. But, but now there's a delicious plan for it. And it's so good. And it's just, it's great. Because yeah, it doesn't take any more time than you're already using to make your dinner. So it does eliminate that. Um, I think just, yeah, thinking about going in and, and, you know, spending two or three hours on meal prep for some people is just too big of an obstacle. So um, now this option, I think, is fantastic. Oh, good. I hope I hope it really serves people very well. Yes, um, I, I have no doubt. So I have been um, making some yummy, yummy recipes, as I mentioned, from the cookbook. And everything that I've made has been a hit with my family, Ugh, which is just you know, as a mom, it's just so, you're like, yay, thank God. <laughs> yes. um, so I made the Mongolian beef bowls, delicious, okay. the white enchilada casserole. Oh yes. my gosh. I mean, any, and you know, bring on the Mexican food, the Tex-Mex and <laughs> so good. And that, um, the sauce for that was just so easy. Again, like they're just, they're not complicated. Um, mm -hmm. I made the uh, cottage pie. I made the beef stroganoff last night, and my husband said, this is crazy good. Um, <laughs> so that was great. And then, okay, this is kind of funny. I made the perfect stovetop steaks, which, so we usually, we usually have steaks like Sunday night. That's kind of our thing. But my yeah. husband always cooks them. And, okay, so I, as I mentioned, my husband is a grass-fed um, grass-fed beef cattle rancher and mm -hmm. so we, we have lots of beef which is why I try you know I've tried so many beef recipes because we you know got a lot of beef on hand um, <laughs> and but I usually do not touch the steaks um, that's kind of more of his territory you know but so I said on Sunday I said I'm gonna cook the steaks tonight and he was like Okay, okay. And I kind of didn't want to tell him because, you know, for that recipe, it is a, the rub that you put on it has some coffee and some um, uh -huh. unsweetened cocoa, right? And I'm like, oh my gosh, if I tell him I'm rubbing coffee and cocoa powder on his steaks, I just don't know <laughs> if he's going to be down with that. So I was like, I didn't even tell him, right? And so, um, and so I made them and I was so happy because they, you know, they turned out well as far as, you know, because also he's very particular about 
um, how done he doesn't you know want some like medium rare and all, all that stuff so that's why yes. I usually, I'm like I'm not gonna even jack with it you just do it yourself because I don't yes. you know but I did them they turned out perfectly and so he took a body he's like that's really interesting what is that what is what did you use I'm like well eat some more and see if you can figure it out so he kept trying it and he's like I can't what is it he's like it's so good and I said you know I told him, I'm like, well, I've been, you know, I'm experimenting with all these recipes because I'm going to be interviewing, you know, you um, soon. And I told him it, what it was. And he said, I said, I'm interviewing this lady. soon. he's like, well, this lady made a good rub. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, I am. That just knocks me over. I'm so honored. That is high praise, Cassie. That, <laughs> this lady made a good rub. So way to go, lady. You did it. Oh my, I will take it all the way. That is so nice. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, I think that's a lot coming from a, a cowboy. That is. Right. That is. I know those West Texas men. They'll tell you. They'll tell to you straight. <laughs> yes, they will. Uh, they surely will. So I was. I was so pleased about that. So um, I am going to branch out and try some other things too. But we we had a lot of the beef recipes and they were fantastic. Um, so I was going to ask you earlier when you're talking and I I forgot. Did you? I mean, how did you get into cooking? Did you grow grow up in the kitchen? Like, did you love cooking or was it something just kind of? out of necessity when you got into nutrition or changed your diet and just became an interest? I mean, how did you even start wanting to do this? You know, it kind of came together very, very slowly. I am the oldest. There are three girls. I have two sisters, younger sisters. And when I was just old enough to stay home alone with them, you know, my parents, I couldn't call it babysitting because how, how dare I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, to my, my sisters were all pretty close in age. But when I would stay home with them, uh, when my parents would take the occasional night out, I remember, I vividly remember the first time my mom said, gosh, we're leaving early. What are we going to do for dinner? And I said, oh, let me make it. I would love to. And I made, I'm sure I didn't say it like that, but that's what my memory says. And I made them pasta with chicken. And then we all, the three of us, when we would go to a restaurant, would order fettuccine Alfredo. That was our favorite. And so I just started experimenting with what I thought might show up in it. And I'm sure I did not make fettuccine Alfredo. <laughs> I made some kind of chicken with creamy sauce and <laughs> pasta. And, but all my sisters loved it and I loved it. And it turned into this thing that every time they, I got to stay home with them, I would make air quote fettuccine Alfredo and I'd change, I'd tweak it here and there. I'd add a little more cheese and a little of this and a little of that. And the, and they just, it just really brought me so much joy to see that I was able to serve my parents in this way by providing them that reassurance that dinner was done. But also my sisters, it brought me so much joy to know that I could make something with my own hands and that they loved it. And it was a fun experience for me. It was very creative. And so that just kind of very slowly sparked it. In college, I would, um, I mean, I, of course, I ate out and ate all the junk food I could in college. Uh, or that could I, rather that I could afford, I should say. And then 
I would just really enjoyed playing in my kitchen once I was able to move in. I lived on campus for a long time. I went to Texas A&M University. And once I was able to move into an apartment, it was just so fun. All of a sudden I had a kitchen that I could cook in again. And I just started playing and tinkering with things. Um, it just slowly blossomed over time. And then when I became a nutritionist, uh, I had actually switched up what I was fueling my body with then, I realized that I'm actually extremely gluten intolerant. There's a chance I'm celiac. I just don't want to go through the test because you have to eat gluten right. for a week gluten for several weeks. And I just like, I don't feel like having a two-week migraine. Right. <laughs> uh, just a diagnosis thing. And so I had to, I switched up just to try to figure out what's going on with my health, switched up my diet, and it forced me back in the kitchen because I had to relearn essentially how to cook. And that is then what blossomed into my career. Oh, I love that. That's so cool. Just, you know, that just a natural byproduct of something that you needed to do for yourself. I mean, that's how I became a nutritionist or an NTP is just trying mm -hmm. to, you know, figure out my own health issues and which led to reading and learning and fascination and then, you know, just moving on. And that's how we get here. So, yep. Um, that's cool. Do you now how old is your um, your oldest girl? She's still a little baby, right? She is. They're all little. I, so Grayson is our oldest and she's three and a half. And then Bishop is one and a half. And then this little baby girl, our third girl, will be here in early December. Wowzers, mama. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, you know, it's a good, I tell my husband, it is a, I'm 35 now. And I told him that it's actually probably a good thing that we're getting started when we did. Otherwise, I would have way too many children because <laughs> I would just keep going. And right now, I um, I don't know how many more pregnancies I've got in me, but the list the, is probably a very short number, small number. <laughs> <laughs> so does Grayson show interest or want to help you in the kitchen? Is she at all there yet or anything? She is. You know, we have one of those kitchen stool helpers that my husband gifted me one year for, we have a very small kitchen, and one year for Christmas, he gave me this kitchen stool, and it was so sweet and thoughtful, but I'll be honest, the first thing that went through my head was, oh my gosh, but our kitchen is so small already, where is this going to go? But it's actually turned out to be really lovely, and we just step around it, but Gray stands there, and it, the counter space right in front of that kitchen stool is, are like the three feet where I do all of my cooking essentially at home. And it's just so fun. I mean, it's cooking with kids is messier and unpredictable. You're going to wind up with way more sesame seeds than you'd planned on, you know, <laughs> in a dish. And she's going to snack on the slaw with her fingers well before dinner. But... It's just so fun because I think she's been able to just see how a meal comes together and she will she'll grab the tongs or the spoon and want to stir for me. So it's been it's been really fun and really sweet. She started showing that kind of interest about a year ago. Oh, that's so good. I you know, it does it takes some patience. It is a lot easier to just be ah, just I'm just let me do it, you know, and I, mm -hmm. I fight that for myself just because you get in that busy flow. Um, but I want my kids to love to cook and understand how to do it um oh my gosh my son cut up a watermelon yesterday it looked like there was a murder on the <laughs> counter i was like bo seriously what is you know and then he just wants to walk away i'm like no you gotta clean all this up son it's just you know it's always messier and but yes. it, it's just good life lessons and 
I don't really remember helping my mom cook all that much when I was growing up, but I just, just observing her make our meals, you know, and, mm-hmm. and how she did it. I'm a very much kind of fly by the seat of my pants kind of cook. I'm like, I don't have that. I can try this. I'm sure it's mm-hmm. fine, you know, and that's just how she cooks. And so we just kind of learn what we see and observe. But I think it's wonderful when the kids can at least observe but also get involved. Um, what is a, a typical day look like for you? I, I'm always into knowing how, you know, busy mamas function. I think everybody's so interested in that. Oh, my goodness. Well, I have a hero that I get to be married to that helps a lot. Um, so that's definitely the first thing that comes to mind. But I have, I mean, just I'll just tell you the real, real. I wake up uh, at about seven o'clock and I only stay in bed that long because I've got a three and a half year old who I'm trying to get to sleep till seven and she has crawled into bed with me about five hours before then. (laughs) And so I try to lay there very still with her and then we wake up and slowly go in the other room. My husband has already probably been up with our one year old Bishop and they're, you know, on their fourth or fifth snack by then. (laughs) Excuse me. And then we just have our morning and we just try, you know, Austin will, for the most part, he makes the girls breakfast and I run around and get them dressed and ready. They go to, uh, we send them to a day school right now. And so get them dressed and ready and make their lunches. And I like also getting them involved or at least watching what goes into their lunches because I think it makes them a little bit more excited when they open it up later. And then, and then we're off to the races. You know, I mean, it's just everybody load up right now, right now in this, um, especially pack season and working more on the book, for example, which is a season. Austin takes the girls to school and then I head off to actually what happens is as soon as they leave the house is when I go get ready uh, myself because I, for whatever reason, I might be able to cook with a toddler in the kitchen, but I have a really hard time getting dressed with a toddler in the bathroom. (laughs) My brain just won't function on those two wavelengths at the same time. I can sometimes pull it out, but it takes 10 X longer. Um, and so I'll go try to get ready as quickly as I can. And then I come into the office. I get to work here at fed and fit with now four other incredible teammates. And it's such so much fun to work with them. Uh, so I come into work. I'm usually late, the last one here. And then we get to work. We roll up our sleeves. And like I said, I like to batch my days. And so some days it'll be we're cooking and filming videos in the kitchen. Some days I just get to recipe develop and I don't get to re- have to record anything. Sometimes we're taking, I'm taking photos of dishes and sometimes I'm just sitting at my computer catching up on email. And then I pack up head home in an ideal world I get to go pick up the girls from their school at around two-ish and then we just I you know they can't they're too young to really tell me about their day but that doesn't mean I don't try and you know just ask them about what happened and try to engage with them and then we go home and play for a couple hours and then I make dinner and then we eat dinner in about seven and a half minutes (laughs) and and then my husband whisks them away and he usually bathes them while I clean up the kitchen and that's mostly because uh, I had a friend my friend Michelle was like oh Austin should be cleaning up the kitchen if you did the cooking and it's more a product of I just can't bend over the bathtub right now Um, (laughs) it just hurts my back being uh, having such a big baby belly right now And so it's easy. I prefer to clean the kitchen and he bathes the girls and then we just snuggle in the living room until it's bedtime. And then 
sometimes Austin and I just fall into bed as soon as the girls are down. And sometimes we'll stay up and watch about a 30 minute show and really feel like we're cultured again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah, I know how that is. And as soon as the kids go to school, um, it's just like, work, 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 you know, and then I don't know, the day just absolutely flies by and then it's, it's time to pick them up and um and do all the things but uh you make it work i i think that's just um always so interesting to get a little peek into the the day in the life of yes what everybody's doing um so okay we know what you eat for dinner what do you like (laughs) what do you like to eat for what kind of breakfast and lunches do you eat would you want to know what I ate for breakfast this morning? Yes. <laughs> Not very exciting. It was a it was a kind bar. That's what I that's some days, you know, you just gotta grab the thing that's closest. Um ideally I really love I love a, a hot breakfast. I'm a hot breakfast gal. Um and my ideal breakfast is gonna if I've got the time and the mental space to pull it together, I really like to make what I like to call lemony kale. In the morning, for whatever reason, I started incorporating kale, some of my more nutrient-dense foods on my plate earlier in the day, uh, early on in my career, and it's just really shaped how I see breakfast. And so lemony kale with some berries, and I really like a plantain, like a a yellow uh, or sweet plantain in the morning, Um, and then some fried eggs. And then maybe a little bit of cheese on top and some cilantro. So like that's my dream breakfast plate. And I don't pull it off all the time, but as often as possible. And then lunchtime, it's like you just said, you know, when the kids are off to school, it's work, 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 work. And I blink and it's two o'clock again. And I'm currently in a season where I honestly, I miss breakfast a lot. And so I'm leaning on a lot of protein shakes, protein bars, um, and then what we're just making in the kitchen that day at Fed and Fit, I'll just scoop up a, a spoonful of whatever it is. Today, I think we might order takeout because uh, I think I just need, I need a nourishing meal um, today of all days. And then we get home and, and like you said, supper is, is usually dinner fix style dinners. Mm-hmm. Oh, that sounds good. That breakfast sounds great. Um, it's yummy. It sounds good. You know, you kind of just feel like a rock star when you get some veg at breakfast. You know, like I yes. am I am on top of my life. Yes. High, <laughs> high five me. Yes. Now, of course, there are mornings where my breakfast is I eaten all of the uh, the frozen waffles that I had for the girl. The half <laughs> half nibbled on slightly soggy frozen waffles. <laughs> I, I whipped those down. I, I did too. I always tell uh, people in my group, I'm like, I think one of my worst downfalls is uh, I call it the BLTs, the bites, licks, and tastes like that I'm having, like, yes. in, you know. Know, the the leftover stuff on my kids plate I'm just picking it off and eating it you know I'm like why do I do yes. that yes yes like I'm eating some of these leftovers off their plate what is my problem <laughs> like treat yourself to your own plate sister <laughs> come on yes now. it's just but you know uh it is what it is it's just it's just kind of how it goes um oh well that's great I also like to tell people when it comes to those breakfasts you know with um kind of more unconventional maybe unconventional items you know that Uh, leftovers are great for breakfast um adding your veg and things that you wouldn't necessarily think um i'm always say you know there's no breakfast police they're gonna come arrest you if you don't Mm -hmm. have like your typical looking 
breakfast. So if you can get in a little kale, a little spinach, um, something like that, that's always helpful. Um, awesome. Well, uh, we are kind of winding down before I ask you the anchor questions that I ask anybody. Is there anything else you want to tell us about the um, cook once dinner fix that we didn't talk about? Oh, gosh. Well, I as a fellow nutritionist, I hope I think you can probably appreciate and see this, but I cannot put out a recipe book without considering folks with a special diet need. And it is heavy lifting to go back through and essentially redevelop a recipe so that it is tested and proven as a dairy free, you know, dairy free substitutions, grain free, gluten-free, of course, egg-free, nut-free, you name it. And so that's something I want to just make sure y'all know that there's a presence here in the book for you. So if you do have, or if someone you're cooking for has a special diet need, I just want you to know that this, there's going to be a soft landing here for you. Um, and all of those modifications have been tested. If you've ever made, I don't know about you, but if you've ever made a dairy-free substitution listed on a recipe before and it turns out like goop, uh, you just wonder, oh my gosh, did did they test this? <laughs> did <laughs> did they any, even try this? <laughs> has anybody made this before now and I just wasted all of this time and money on it? That breaks my heart because um, I don't want, I want kitchen to be, a, the experience in the kitchen to be a win for you. And so just so you know that there's a lot of dietary considerations in here. So across the 120 full meals, for example, over 100 of them are going to be dairy-free already or with those modifications in mind. The entire book, like I said, as I'm gluten-free, the entire book also has gluten-free modifications, but it's not meant to be prescriptively so. Um, yes, ma'am. Oh, no, keep going. I, I was just, no, I was going to say that, yes, I'm glad you brought that up. And when I was looking, you know, everything is labeled and I, really like my brain wanted to melt out of my ear when I thought about how how hard <laughs> that had to be to, to uh, figure out. And I was just like, oh, my word, that makes my brain hurt just thinking about that. So, But yes, from a nutritionist perspective, it is fabulous better you than me trying to figure that out it is done for you <laughs> you also have um like the caloric and kind of macro breakdowns for recipes and um freezer refrigerator you know reheating tips i always find a lot of people ask that you know um mm -hmm. does this freeze well you know and um so that's just another way I'll, that's i'll do that a lot of times too is like even if um i might make just the same recipe use all the the protein, but you make two of the meal and then just freeze one. And that is another way to do it too, which I like. It is. High five to yourself. I mean, it's such a gift to future you to be able to <laughs> yes. do that because we are all, all going to have those days where it's just you don't have it in you to make dinner tonight for one reason or another. And maybe you don't want takeout if that's not an option. You've got that on hand and it just can be such a gift. And I, yes, freezer, friend, freezer questions is something I get a question I get a lot. And so there's a huge section dedicated to best practices, what freezes well, how to freeze things, how long to freeze things, and then how to reheat them for the best results. And then one of my, I just, not to um, stretch this out any further, but one of my other fun things that I just want to call out in here is it was, it was something that I really wanted to do in this book. I had the idea after Cook Once Eat All Week was finished, and I just thought, gosh, it'd be so fun to include it here. If you've ever gone on to Yelp, for example, the restaurant you know, rating system, mm -hmm. 
They have, you can search for restaurants that have $1 sign and up to, gosh, I think three or $4 signs. It's like, how fancy of a night do you want? <laughs> and I thought that would be so neat to do the math on the ingredients called for for these dinner series and then rack and stack them. Figure out which ones are the more affordable ones and which ones are going to be a little bit more expensive in terms of groceries. And so on every single dinner series, you're going to find a dollar sign rating, whether it's a $1 sign, a two or a three. I think there's one four in the book and it's in the seafood section. And so just save it for when you're ready to treat yourself. But I love that because for folks who, it can be a little bit of a mystery until you fill your cart, right? Or until you're at the grocery store and you're looking at all of the ingredients and what everything's going to cost and you're trying to mentally add it up. Am I going to be able to stay on budget? Hopefully this helps provide a little bit of direction before you're that invested. Wait, you said you thought math would be fun? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and full disclosure, a fabulous team member here at Fed and Fit. I was like, hey, Brandy. (laughs) Doesn't this sound fun? It's all you, friend. (laughs) Yes. Take your time. Make it right. Have fun with it. (laughs) No, it's a joke here because everybody knows I despise math. I'm horrible at it. I just... Uh, I will. I will say. I will write all your papers, children. All right. All, I'm like all the English. Bring it to me. The spelling, the vocab. Please do not bring me your math. Um, <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because yes, I had that in my notes that the average cost per serving of the meals is four dollars. Yes, that is awesome. And talking about you, you know, you said how you know making an extra and having them in the freezer ahead of time in case you you know don't want to take out like around here for me like there's no. There's no popping in and taking out and picking up from a. I believe it. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like, mm-hmm. oh, you want to go Dairy Queen? Okay. You are, you know, I mean, we have we have a f- just a few, like a few. We have a couple Mexican restaurants and uh, anyway, there's just not a lot of good options around here, and so this is so helpful to have a game plan. That's the only way you know mm-hmm. can do it. It's just I, I don't. I'm not a huge meal prepper, but a game plan and like cooking. Um, planning ahead for just a couple nights, cooking extra protein, all of this helps. And so I just, um, this is so helpful. The food is delicious. Like I said, everything I've made so far has been a win with my family. And um, all the mamas are raising their hands with the hallelujah right now. Woohoo! So awesome. Oh, I'm so <laughs> glad. Um, okay. So I ask everybody these anchor questions. Um and the first is, what is your anchor meal, which would be like your go-to that you eat all the time, easy to put together, just kind of healthy meal that is your go-to? Oh, well, you had me until you said healthy. Um, <laughs> okay, well, give me both. <laughs> give me both. <laughs> oh, I'm kind of joking. Oh, uh, gosh. You know, my, well, my, my healthy meal go-to, I, I mean, I really need to figure out how to give shorter answers. I have my grill was my go-to method. You know, in Texas, we have pretty much grilling-friendly weather all year long, and with the exception of last year. Um, and my grill, now I had to wheel up here to the office, and so I'm without it. But before that, it was grilled steak, grilled pork chop, and then I would also put on vegetables on there and even some fruit. And would do if stone fruits in season, so some grilled plums, peaches. Things like that. They're just so delicious. Or even grilled apples. Something that just adds a little bit of char 
my mouth is watering thinking about it. I don't know that that protein bar I had earlier is going to cut it now. <laughs> um, you know, something that it just adds, it's so easy because I don't have to then cook in my kitchen, you know, and dirty up a dish. I just get to dirty this thing out on my patio and the family really loves it. It's usually really fresh and I could just get to grab ingredients and throw it on the table. And so that'll be one of those meals that I like to do at least once a week to just kind of throw it in there. Um, and then also, for example, you're talking about the steaks, for example, with a dinner fix style, I'll grill extra steaks or extra chicken breast and then have it cooked and ready to put into a future meal, a casserole, a chili, um, a bowl, something like that in the future. So that's kind of our go-to healthier meal. My go-to uh, other meal is, funny enough, I'm still making creamy chicken and noodles you know, 35 year, 30 years later. Um, and it's, it's evolved from fettuccine Alfredo days to now we do sort of a sour cream gravy with mushrooms and a lot of garlic, but my family just loves it. We gobble it up and I probably make that once every couple weeks. Yum. Me. Is it kind of similar to like the, maybe the stroganoff recipe? Yes. I don't know. That was just so, that's, we just had it last night. So fresh in my brain. It was just very so yummy. Um, Okay, how about an anchor verse, which is just a kind of a Bible verse that you love or is meaningful to you or that you're kind of leaning into right now? You know, I was thinking about this. I was chatting with some friends. I was like, oh my gosh, how do I pick one? And I have one in the book I'll call out for today. Um, at the, the last page of the book is a picture of myself, my oldest daughter, Grayson, and then my puppy dog, Gus. Um, and it's Psalm 119 to 105, and it is, your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. And it's been really fascinating in my career. I get a lot of questions from folks who write in and they say, are you really this happy? Are you really this joyful? How do you do all these things? How do you navigate? You know, we all just went through an upside down world is what it felt like in some ways uh, for the last couple years, uh, coming up on a couple years. And I just... You know, I wanted to call that out because that is my constant presence is when in doubt, when confused, when feeling lost is to go back to scripture. Oh, that's just, that's perfect. You know, I just, um, I just noticed that I got the, uh, the copy of the book finally in the mail and, um, after using kind of the PDF that your, um, your team sent me and I opened to the back and I saw that beautiful picture in that Bible verse and I thought, it just, I was like, oh, this is just perfect. <laughs> and this interview has just been perfect. It's been such a joy to talk to you um, and so much fun. And tell us where we can find the book and where to find you and all that good stuff. Yes, I try to keep it really simple. So you can find the book pretty much anywhere books are sold. So if you're thinking of a spot, I bet they've got it. And if they don't have it, you can ask them and I bet they can get it for you. Uh, so it's available everywhere online, for example, Barnes and Noble, Amazon, you name it, pick your favorite retailer. And then you can find more of me and the Fed and Fit team. We're over on fedandfit.com. We have, gosh, going on 1200 recipes there, free recipes for you and wellness articles. And then for social media, I am usually the most active over on Instagram on the fed and fit page. And if you're curious about this dinner fix concept, you know, the two dinners, how they work together, and it's hard to imagine, I have been cooking my little tail off to show <laughs> y'all some demos and those are saved in highlights. So Hopefully that's there to help bring this idea to life so you can figure out if it might work for your family. 
Yes. And if you get the book and you should get the book, go, make sure and, um, and tag Cassie at Fed and Fit or do you have a, a hashtag for the, the cookbook? Oh, yeah. It's just hashtag, hashtag cook once dinner fix. Okay. Very cool. I will do that as well. Um, thank you again for coming and, and being with me and taking this time. I appreciate it so much and, and enjoy everything that you do. And thank you everybody for listening. I hope you have a healthy and blessed week and I will talk to you soon. Remember that my mom is an awesome nutritionist, but she's not a doctor. The information in this podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Always talk to your doctor before making changes to your nutrition or exercise program. Thanks for listening. Have a healthy and blessed week.